Well, we're all genetically unique to some extent, except for, I guess, identical twins. Take that. Identical twin slam. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I don't understand about identical twins is why do, as adults, like, they dress the same or get the same haircut? You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Step right up, step right up. We got everything you need right here. We got some of your good, some of your bad, and even some of your bullshit. All topics are 100% randomized with none of them scripted topics you usually see in your podcast. You there, in front, what's your name? Uh, my name is Bo Schwartz. Howdy. Bo Schwartz, you want to host a podcast with me right here, right now? Well, I'd love to host a podcast. Oh, oh I'm so okay. excited. We need one more numbskull. You there? You there with the face? Who are you? Why, hello, good sir. I've heard wonderful things about this podcast, perhaps. I, someone who's never heard of this podcast, should come and help you guys host. You, what? what's your name, Sonny? Why, my name is Mike Hodgins. Mike, Michael Hodgins, a man I have never met before in my life. He will host this podcast with me and Bo Schwartz. I think we are ready to go. Cue the intro music right now. <laughs> That was like the shill edition. I don't know. I don't like Mike Hodgins. He's got a lot of $5 words, is, you know? The, I feel like the intro music should be played on a banjo. So, uh, hang on. Am I yeah, do putting that, up Bo. the intro banjo. music? I know. I was just, I, I, that was part of my script. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You guys are listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. I'm Crofton Steers here with Bo and Mike. We're going to be talking about a random topic uh, this week. We have no idea what it is. We're going to find out shortly. How are you guys doing today? Very well, thank you. A bit tired, but well. <laughs> I am also tired. I have been um, embracing adulthood through preparing for a kitchen renovation and by preparing for a kitchen renovation i mean preparing my money to pay somebody else to do it <laughs> i like how this is a rite of passage for adulthood like like i'm not an adult until i've taken my kitchen apart <laughs> it sort of is one of those middle age things when you're like discussing like oh decor in our house and things like that it's Next, you'll be building a deck, and then you'll you'll be thoroughly yeah, middle-aged man. Yeah, it's true. Deck next year. Also, uh, I would like to point out that if if you're rating age categories by the amount of kitchens reno, then Mike Hodgins must be a senior citizen by now. But I'm more of the guy who does the reno rather than the guy who I've never paid someone to do a reno, and I do them myself. Yeah, I've also never paid anyone that's to right. do a reno. And you've never done one. Uh, that's right. You're the other end of the spectrum. Renos are like, the, like, no offense to you guys, but they sound like the dreariest, most boring thing in the entire universe could imagine than oh, renovating man, house. I don't know. I really like doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to uh, each his own. So let me let me put it this way, Bo. If you were playing a video game that like has sort of that uh, ability to customize a space, like you buy a house in the game and you, you can get shit for it, or you you can customize even your character's clothes. If that's something that interests you, you would like it in real life. If like me, it's not something that interests you. You also won't like it in real life. Can that's I save funny. my game and then blow it up in real life? Because. Because I played a game called Animal Crossing a long time ago, <laughs> okay. and it was yeah. basically all about getting stuff for your house, <laughs> and yeah. I quite enjoyed it's it. Like, 
it's like a servitude to Tom Nook, the little raccoon who works that store and works you to the bone. <laughs> Tyler, you've played it too, I see. I used to work for Nintendo when they released the first one. It's I had awesome. to play it. <laughs> but you know what's funny because I wonder if this stuff is is because my dad is big into renovations and always has been. We, he always yeah. was fixing stuff and we're not sort of what he did for a living with renovate stuff. And I feel like I learned. And my grandfather was like dad. He was a handyman and whatever. So I feel like it sort of just was taught to me. And I was curious, Crofton, if you, if was was your dad into was he a handy guy? Well. We, I, it's funny because my dad is super handy. <laughs> like he built like he built like this the garage, a giant oh, nice. place structure. Like he did almost everything in my house was in some way touched by my dad. He's and, and it's funny because not one of the three boys I would char- characterize as handy. And it's funny because like Nick has confidence. My brother Nick, he has confidence and he will do things. But I don't think he even would characterize himself as like handy to the level my dad was. And I definitely I wouldn't even. I, I'm not even close, and I ha- I don't even have the interest. So I think I'm more like my mom in that regard. I think she would she didn't have much of an interest and yeah, put up with got, it. You got to have the interest. I suppose I I don't know. I find it just like I'm a spatial vis- visual spatial person. I really like tearing down walls, building up new walls, and making a space look nice. But that's neither here nor there. What is here or there is the random topic generator. It's in your garage. I got it queued up, ready to go. We can paint these podcast walls with colors of opinion. All right, Mike. <laughs> colors of opinion. I, I think that was kind of weak, eh, Crofton? Uh, no, it was, it was very nice, Bo. Very colorful <sighs> and opinionated. Um, okay, the topic today is internet comments. So this, oh. like... You know, when people, I think there's there's multiple ways to look at this, but I, I think the main one is like, you know, uh, a news source posts an article and then a bunch of yahoos write their comments about it underneath. Okay. I, I think this is different than social, well, I mean, it's it's linked to social media, but it's not the same thing as, say, Facebook uh, threads. Yeah, I uh, guess we, we did do social media, so that would cover things like Facebook and Twitter, where this is more, hey, I'm on the internet, hey, here's some information of interest to me, oh, and hey, what are people saying about it, like, on every single page ever, and uh, I guess that's what we're talking about when we say internet comments. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 I think pretty much most news, news sources that you go to um, there's usually a comment section. So you read the article, it gives some kind of reporting of facts or whatever, and then you can, if you choose to, you can scroll through, read the, read the comments, or post them on yourself. It's in reaction, usually, I'd say usually to news or gossip or whatever, but let, let, let's say news-based as opposed to broad social media because we kind of touched on that already. Yeah. It's become fairly ubiquitous, hasn't it, right? Like I can remember a time when it was kind of a new thing to – to go to a site and to, to make a comment. I mean, bulletin boards and forums have been around forever, but um, to have this sort of engagement where you read an article and and then can comment in some way, um, it's fairly recent, but now it's everywhere. You know? Yeah, it, I, it, it's interesting. Uh, it's funny because, not to sideline the subject right off, but I watched this video earlier today. This is kind of timely because uh, John Oliver has a new show on HBO called This Week Tonight. It's actually pretty funny. It's quite like The Daily Show, except... He's no longer like – the Daily Show is one thing you don't think about is that they have sponsors, right? So they can't really go and in, in, in like piss off private companies. But uh, John Oliver definitely can now and they're talking about net neutrality in the states, which is a whole other topic and I don't want to open the door. But the FCC um, is, is uh, soliciting comments 
for people's views on net neutrality. And John Oliver did a real bit where he was sending all the internet commenters to harness their evil and put it to good use and all provide comments to the uh, to the FCC. And even at my current job, like we do engagements online where we tell people, we're like, hey, come to this website, fill in this box and comment. We want to hear from you. See, people, aside from having articles where you can comment on the bottom, there are, there are now avenues like engagement that is done online where, where you direct people towards these comment boxes and say, hey, we want your opinion on this. Fill in this comment box, you know? That's interesting. I think it might, it might have been you that sent it to me, Crofton, but I recently did one for uh, in Canada. CBC, our public broadcaster, is sort of – you know, having some funding cuts and yeah, right, yeah. So, so you know, I went and put my two cents in there, um, and uh, it, it's it's definitely tied to social media in that it's the whole two way communication. No longer is it just the here's an article, you read it, goodbye. It is now the floodgates are open to back up at you comments from you know Joe Nobody and his cat. I've got a more cynical view of this, and I don't know. I'm not familiar with the history or I don't have any accurate information to offer, but I have a general sense that, um, you know, it's one thing for a media source to publish something on the Internet. Let's say it's a news article or some video um, because the information that they have for their advertisers and sponsors um, is basically, well, the page is loaded this many times. And I think um, what's what's always an issue in the internet age is that, you know, this traffic can be, I guess, somewhat faked or, you know, people can load the page by accident and not really engage with the material. So it seems like the comment box is sort of this inelegant solution right now for a media or content provider um, of some kind, or even a, a portal type site to, to measure how much engagement, as Crofton mentioned, they are getting with the material. So it's, you know, the people who are commenting probably read the article. This is on a very bare bones level. We're not getting into trolling yet, which is just you don't read the article and you comment something stupid. But um, that commenting is another way to measure activity uh, for financial purposes. And I feel like that's why we're seeing, that's why it's so ubiquitous because not everything that's published needs a comment box necessarily. But uh, now if you would ask anyone, that's almost like that's web 101. Like you're going to, like we have a site for our thing. I turn the comments off. I, I don't really see, I don't really see a future where people are engaging in conversations on our site. Maybe that'll happen someday, but we've got Twitter and we've got the Facebook page. We we have places where we can house those conversations. So we don't have like an advertising need or real need for people to visit our site at all if they just what? subscribe. You, you mean people can't comment on our very own website? No, they cannot. God, what is it, 1996 over here? No, no, because this is where you go and collect the podcast. I mean, I made a, I made a decision, or I guess we didn't really talk about it. I just said, well, no point in having comments here. Because one of the things that comments requires everywhere is that you create yet another account at another site. So if you go to CBC, well, oh, maybe I'd like to comment on an article I read there. Well, I got to um, make an account there. And then, and then I'm getting emails you know, with advertising crap in it. Like it's all, at the end of the line, this comment stuff, first of all, I don't think gauges in valuable conversation. And then in the majority of cases, and two, um, 
its main purpose is not what it says, you know, please leave a comment and discuss. No, it's please leave your information here so we can, you know, help, uh, you can help us make money through advertisers. And I'm like, I don't want to help people do that shit. Like, <laughs> that, like, like in a certain view, internet comments is the audience creating the content that other audience comes to visit. And in an ideal world, you'd never have to make any content. You just have people come visit, make content, and have other people make content for you. And then you just make money off the website hits, you know? So do you... Do you guys like and Bo, you you may have already answered this, but do you have any interest in the comments when you read, say, an article or something online? Yes, always. You do read the comments? Well, I start reading the comments and then I have to be like, this is dumb. And ninety nine percent of the time I read comments on things and um they when they do seem like they're valuable, they follow a certain trope where it's a bunch of people arguing and not listening to one another. If it's a contentious issue, sort of like a, an article about global warming or something, and you know someone's like, fact correction, the other person's like, stop trolling, and the other person's like, I'm not trolling, I'm just giving you my opinion. How dare you define trolling? And the other person's like, well, I'm not trolling, and then it just goes on and on. You know, and it, it's like... You th- are retarded, spelled U space well, R. There, I mean, if you go to a Lil Wayne video on YouTube, you, you just go visit any one of them, and you'll see the most despicable words put together. <laughs> I don't. It's it's funny because I don't go to YouTube, but like I I rarely use it, and if I do, that's one of the places I I don't go to the comments. But there's a lot, there's there's a lot to be said for YouTube comments. I know that people say that's uh, like one of the main hilarious stuff if if you go to it. I know that for me, um, I go to a lot of news sites, uh, and uh, at the bottom of news stories, there's often comment sections, and I always check them. And part of it is because I want to see what people's opinions are. Like it's like I'm doing like um, uh, sort of like I'm gauging it in my mind. How many people are on one side of this issue? How many people are on the other? And I'm just going to judge that based on the comments that I see. It's so like even though it's like if you were in a room and someone said something and you looked at everyone else to see what their reaction was, right? Yeah, sort of like that. That's exactly it. You read the article and then I'm like, oh, uh, and then I go down. And it's like two thousand whatever comments, but I'm just going to read the top twenty, which get you know voted up or down accordingly. Often in their they're like, but. Uh, uh, but often uh, when directly like you said, Bo, it's like somebody comes out on one side and it's like this just proves that you know political party A are all corrupt douchebags, and then <laughs> you know the next person that the next person is like, oh yeah, well political party B is more douchebags, or and they just the, the they, press is corrupt. <laughs> yeah, and they just go they go back and forth. But one thing I will say um, is that I, I didn't realize how important comments were to me. In, in news stories until this recent – well, recent enough, Rob's, Rob Ford's scandal because uh, the Globe and Mail, one of Canada's big leading papers, which I, which I go to, blocked comments on a lot of the Rob Ford stories because they have like – and a lot of the websites and, and, and publications have this. They have submission guidelines for comments. And when they can have comments, and I guess the comments relating to Rob Ford and his situation were becoming inappropriate or whatever. They so they they block the comments, and 
and I definitely found as soon as I saw there were no comments, I was like, oh, no comment. And I like it. I was sad. So I yeah. maybe I do like them. Sometimes there's that clever person that makes a really good joke. And like it's almost like the one redeeming factor of Internet comments is someone who makes a really good wisecrack. In there. Well, the, you say one redeeming factor because I, I would say I would agree with Cro- with Crofton on this. I think, Bo, you gave a good job of the sort of. Uh, slightly, uh, I hope I'm not, you know, the, the cynical point comments, of view. cynical, cynical yeah. view of comments, oh, which I sure. think are well. Um, uh, I think you have good points there, but I, I'm sort of more in line with with Crofton on this, in that I usually what, what I usually do is I, I scan the comments, like I, I don't read them in any great detail. I feel like I'll scroll through, skim, 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 and then it usually gives me a sense of the readership of X site that I'm on, what they're kind of like. So uh, I mentioned earlier CBC. I read CBC News a lot. And uh, I will always like you know scan the comments. So I know I know, and so it tells you things about the readership because I'll read a lot of political articles, and I know that the CBC readership, for example, is largely not that supportive of our current government because the comments tend to reflect that. There'll be a bit of back and forth, like what you guys are. Have outlined, but I find it usually will slope one side or another, or you can get a sense of like, okay, this this is a more centrist sort of audience. They're not very right wing, blah blah blah. And uh, it really stood out to me as interesting when I was reading, because uh, I've mentioned before, but I'm very interested in First Nations issues in this country. And I read some articles, and again, these are articles not necessarily editorials, not necessarily with stances leaning one way or another. Uh, and then the comments were very anti-First Nations. And I was like, oh, that's interesting to me because the readership was generally not a conservative readership, but yet they still were not not supportive at all of, of First Nations. It gave me basically a little pulse of what that particular readership thinks on a given issue. Now, what I do with that, I don't know. Uh, but it just it, it's just interesting to, to get a kind of, uh, it's like a little bit of a pulse check, as I think Crofton mentioned as well. Yeah, I think that's natural. Like, like, because I, my, when Crofton asked, "Do you guys read the comments?" I gave a big speech about how everyone might predict I'd say no, but I say yes because you wanna, you wanna read that. There's, it's content. It's there. And you want to get it if it's interesting enough to read. It's interesting enough to find out maybe what other people think. And I definitely like the idea that on the internet uh, we can have conversations when we talk to, about social media. I know Mike uh, Crofton, you as well. Like we'll get in, we'll get into debates, you know, on Facebook threads if someone posts an interesting article. But because I because that's more like people I'm friends with or friends of friends, I feel like that's more akin to passing notes at a party kind of thing it, it's not like open to the wide the big wide world because every time i think i've the few times i've commented on a forum like publicly it's always the reply there's all replies are always stupid they didn't read what i wrote and they're there to look smarter than me and that's not really conversation that's not meaningful conversation when people are just trying to one-up each other or you know. a couple of couple of things there but on, on what you just said one is is you made me realize that I never while I enjoy looking at comments I never comment like I never I, and part of it is because you're right you have to log in and create your own account and I don't want eighteen different accounts or whatever but but part of it is just because I recognize the absolute futility in it right like there's no point like it's one thing to write a letter to the editor or something like that that might stand a chance to get published but like writing in those comments and feeding the trolls or doing whatever. Seem you know seems completely ridiculous. So even though I enjoy looking at them, I don't 
I don't fill it out. And the other thing that, that you highlighted that I didn't think of originally when we were talking about internet comments was forums. Um, cause I have posted in forums before and, uh, those are like self generating. That's not necessarily based on an article or whatever. Um, and, and like just recently, Jesse, my wife explored the wonderful world of forums when looking for advice on baby seats. Uh, and, uh, and she got helpful advice because nobody was like, you know, they they were all there to help in that setting, and it was a, it was a real positive setting as opposed to being like, being like, which one is your favorite Star Wars? Oh, oh you like Return of Jedi? You gay? That suck? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, but but like, and I would say that forums are not quite the same as internet comments because. People with a shared interest go to visit. So when I was having um, problems when I first started using e-cigarettes when I was quitting regular smokes, there's no official sites anywhere with useful information. It's enthusiasts who have bulletin boards who share experiences. And I found helpful information that way too. It, there's a stark contrast between that and like commenting systems, right? One uh, other interesting thing is that uh, sometimes I'm – critical of journalism in the last say 10 15 years that it's that that the the sort of opinion article has slipped into kind of mainstream reporting a lot but i would say that internet comments have made me reappreciate good quality journalism uh and why it's necessary because you read a well-crafted article maybe i you know I'm like oh there's a bit of opinion inserted here that doesn't need to be there but then i read the comments and realize uh, I appreciate reading someone who knows uh, grammar and spelling and can string a coherent thought together. So I found that like professional writing has re- really shown its value through internet comments, and I find that funny. Yeah, or spell check has you know because I think I, and I don't want to get sidetracked, but we do live in an age where it's like what you know as a media site, you're only as good as the article you had five minutes ago. So you're constantly churning out information and media and news and all that kind of stuff and and i feel like you know that's facilitated like they need to hire more people to write more articles that are crappy um and that just that the fact that they have nice grammar is reflective of spell check and maybe some talented editors so you know um, but anyways like um because crofton i don't think you got to finish what you were saying about you don't comment a lot because i find i very rarely if ever comment I thought I think there was a thought you wanted to finish along with that. Well, it was just that I didn't want to like you don't want to fuel the beast. It's what it's really just what you said to begin with where you look at the comments, you see people have staked out their positions and nobody is there with ears open and an open mind. They ask you like maybe somebody will ask you what they think, but they don't really want to know what you think. They want to tell you what to think and that's what the, that's what like I feel like the comment board is. So when Mike gave the example earlier about like, you know, an article and he wanted to get he wanted to get a sense of what people were thinking majoritarily, it's sort of like an imprecise way of quickly doing that, looking down and being like, okay, pro, 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 con, pro, con, you know, like you could you could sort of like pull together where people stand on an issue with just a, like, like you said, you look across the room, you see, you, you gauge people's reaction, but I don't want to participate in it. Like it never, ever tempts me to participate. No matter how passionate I am about the subject matter, how ill-informed the comment to, to write in. I don't know what that says about me or what it says about comments in, in particular. Oh, I, that, 
I'm I'm the same way on that I I've never commented and what stops me for sure is the um, logging and creating the account. I just it's just a hurdle. Like I like and, and even some of these sites I used to go to would have like you could just like things without signing in, but now they've since removed that and you have to log in to even like something and I, I feel like that's unfortunate, but it's probably like what Bo was talking about about just generating analytics to sell the advertising. What I also find sort of interesting potentially <laughs> about and this is a double-edged sword uh, the anonymity of the internet and there's been a lot of talk about this for people with things like bullying and that sort of stuff and i think that that shows through in comments too and that people are more willing to put forward their most polarized opinion on an issue uh, whereas if you're talking with people and you know they hell hold a different opinion probably you're gonna like you know try to hear what they say even if you're in a fierce argument and put your own voice forward but i think with the anonymity of the internet people are just like screw you blah 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 and it gets to very low level discourse pretty quick uh because people don't have that same kind of courteousness that you might have in a face-to-face conversation so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because it certainly tells you where people's real stances on they're not trying to be as pc maybe when they're as when they're with face-to-face with someone so it's sort of like you're not getting the the diluted opinion you're getting what they truly think um yeah but that being said as you pointed out crofton it's definitely not a scientific way to get any kind of like a sense of what uh, the readership's thinking it's just very informal. Anonymity is a uh, dual-edged blade or sword, I think, just in terms of how it's good because it might actually prompt you to ask questions or make comments from from a protected stance. Like if you're, I don't know, if it's like an LGBT site and that's something you're still not comfortable with, the anonymity can, in discussing it and reading the comments could be maybe a good thing as you're sort of exploring that, that sort of uncomfortable side uh, challenge. Um, but also, you know, it can allow you just to pretend to be someone you're not or, you know, we call it trolling, but saying things like misrepresenting yourself entirely and and what value is there in that, you know. So um, I think that like people read comments, but I think everyone and most people should know at some point should figure out hopefully that that like I think that there's very little of substance there in most cases. I do want to cite one exception um, where um, there's a show, there's a YouTube channel I like to watch called Idea Channel. And um, on the show, they actually respond to commenters in the co- internet comment section. And they don't usually take the time to, to do the trolls, but in the show itself, they'll provide well-thought-out answers to well-thought-out comments. And I offer it as an example of how a commenting system can be used as a, you know, a place to have... Uh, you know, basic discourse about some interesting ideas. So it, it's funny how you just said there's no value in this at all, and then we're like, except here where there is yeah, good value. Yeah, so maybe clearly I'm wrong. you see the potential in it. Well, I think that um, I think they're leveraging the little bit of potential there is in internet comments. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, you. I think that there are smart people who make comments, um, and and sometimes they are interesting. I think that those are more rare. And and we should probably talk about you. You mentioned it's come up a few times, but trolling and the issue of trolling, which is big and related to bullying and related to anonymity and all that. But for sure, there's tons of people who are just there to make other people angry, and uh, and that's for sure counter counterproductive and sort of discredits the whole the whole thing. But um, you know, you can you, you usually weed those out as you through it depends like it makes me think of like when i used to tease my sister you know like as a kid i used to just like picking on her sometimes it was fun and um 
you know, I imagine that that's a way to engage, to indulge in that kind of desire on the internet from the anonymity point of view. And I think, but I think the reason why it's worthy of conversation is that it predominates comments, right? It's not like you run across one every now and then. It's that it's it's a pretty it's a pretty frequent uh, occurrence on internet comments. So I'm I'm kind of wondering what that says about us as a whole if that many people like to troll that way. Well, I think the it's the safety of anonymity and, and that, that people can like, you don't know and therefore like you don't mind necessarily hurting their feelings. You think that they might have thin skin or whatever. But like trolling, I think, is more prominent in, in like if you look up something that, that is like pop culture related or whatever. So say, say I go and I pick out, I don't know, a YouTube video of a Justin Bieber song or something like that. There's two types of people that are going to see the YouTube video of the Justin Bieber song. There are the Bieber maniacs who are just like, I love him so much. And then there's the there's the people that are just going, not even to listen to the song, just to write, Bieber sucks, you suck for liking Bieber, you know? Um, but then there's, there's comments boards on like you know we mentioned news stories earlier or any type of news like news, rare that you will find a high percentage of trolls there uh because um the, you know it's it, it's harder to find that sort of stuff like they're they're probably actively reading the news and therefore not necessarily looking to troll whereas going to a youtube video or going to something that's dedicated to your favorite thing uh you're more likely to find people that just want to antagonize the lovers of said thing um is it healthy no not necessarily is it harmful i don't really like the internet trolling i see is so basic that i don't consider it particularly toxic what do you guys think sometimes there's some interesting stuff recently i just uh um it kind of like sometimes we'll we'll so I'm pretty, as we see on the show often, I, you know, I'm quite a socialist, pretty liberal in my views. And sometimes I think to fault, you know, I'm, I'm maybe far on one side of the issue. But then something's through internet comments. I've, <laughs> you know, I've, I've learned to be like, oh, I'm not so bad. Like just recently, our prime minister, who I'm not a fan of, Mr. Stephen Harper, um, came out and, uh, pretty harsh on people who are not vaccinating their children so and i'm a supporter of vaccination and i was like great i was like you know i'm glad he's taking a hard stance i'm in agreement with him on this i think it's good as a prime minister that he's taking leadership on this issue blah 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 and then uh my wife was talking to me about it and she said she saw some comments where someone had said oh someone who also sort of dislikes harper as i do had said well if harper supports it i wish i could unvaccinate my children or some comment like that where i'm like okay that's just knee-jerk stupidity i mean uh you know base basie's decision on the on the issue not on uh hatred or 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 your stance on this person and everything they say is wrong kind of thing so i don't know maybe it makes me feel like i'm not as crazy as sometimes i think i was it serious or was it like someone trying to crack wise because you get a lot of you know clever comments on it was someone it was someone using using the opportunity to hate on uh, especially on the it was the CBC site, a site which is not very supportive of of Stephen, or the readership's not very supportive of Stephen Harper, just using it as an opportunity to again take a jab at the prime minister. Whereas I'm very much of the view that like I dislike a lot of his policies and decisions, but if he does one which I support, well, I'll support it. You know, like I'm not gonna. Uh, and then some people, and then you think that those people probably are almost trolls, where they're just like they can do no. 
or or this issue there there is no there is no other way but this way and no matter what anyone says is like this or but it's just interesting because it gives you other perspectives to to help you frame your own perspective and i find that sometimes useful because because sometimes i think i'm out to lunch half the time and uh and and then sometimes internet comments tell me like oh there's a lot crazier people out there than me yeah i would say like especially any major uh news sources like anything really popular that gets a wide variety of visit like not a niche thing right might see a wide variety of comments and a higher likelihood of not valuable (laughs) contributions to any conversation just just before we roll into verdicts i i just before we roll into verdicts i'd like to talk very briefly about reddit um because reddit is a site that is interesting in that it it is primarily just based on people amusing themselves. So um, I really like that that like you'll go onto the Reddit front page and there'll be the way Reddit works is that you vote things up and vote things down. Now I'm gonna have something to say about that in a second, but but the things that go to the top of the front page are generally cute animal pics, funny jokes, whatever. Okay. But what's often really funny like I always look at the thing and then I'll laugh, but then I immediately click on the comments and the comments are awesome. Often it's like, cause the comments get voted up and voted down, but like there's really funny comments running jokes. And there's, um, there's, there's ones that are just comments. So like ask me any things where somebody will be like, I've had this life experience, ask me about it. And people asking questions and them providing answers. So I find that's a real cool comment system. I'm not sold necessarily on the vote up, vote down. It works well for Reddit, but I see it in other places where I think that it could be hijacked and and somewhat toxic, you know, where you can even on sports stories. It's funny. Like I go to TSN and uh, which is the sports network, and there'll be a, a hockey game that happened, and then you read the comments afterwards, and then you can sort them by by plus minus, and people can give them a plus or a minus or whatever. And it is funny because the trolls are often way at the bottom, like they get all minus minus minus, and so it kind of works to weed out the troll, read the troll comments. So, but I think plus minus could also be used to obscure valid opinions or hide a valuable minority under the the weight of majority opinion, you know, or just be ignored. Like even if it's not downvoted, if it's just no one's, if it's a perfectly uh, valid part of that conversation, but nobody cares, then you don't get heard. And so I don't think it captures, uh, I agree that there's problems with the way that works. Yeah. All right. So are you ready to give internet comments a verdict there, Crofton? Yeah, I'll go first. Internet comments are bullshit. Bullshit. Um, and, uh, Really, it's just like when you think about this show and you think about the title of our show, I, I, I don't think I've ever had an easier bullshit to give. Some, because bullshit, like we don't know if it's good. We don't know if it's bad. It can be many things. But sometimes something smells so much like bullshit, you're like, okay, this is bullshit for sure. And internet comments for me is that. Because while I kind of like them and I like I like going down and taking a look at them when I'm done my, you know, reading a story, I like I – like, um, uh, I like when I go to uh, to a site like Reddit, seeing everybody joke around and stuff like that. I do enjoy those things. I think it's telling. I have never participated. I have never made an internet comment. And I think that has to do with the fact that I see it as completely useless, that I see it as kind of junky, and that sort of 
I just, you know, have better things to do with my time. And therefore, for me, internet comments, really easy. It's, it's, uh, it's bullshit. Not good, not bad, just stinky bullshit. It's, it's funny how, or maybe you're just a lurker. <laughs> just, uh, I'll go next. I am also a lurker in that I read this stuff and I'll scroll the comments and I never comment, so I just lurk in the background. And I agree with Crofton that uh, internet comments are bullshit. And this is one of these funny ones where for me it's just that it's not even just that it it initially is like hits me and I'm like, oh, this is clearly a bullshit topic, which I think it is. Uh, But it's the fact that there are things which I think are inherently really interesting and positive about internet comments uh, that can be very useful or very insightful to some degree. And on the other end of the spectrum – they really bring the discourse down to a very almost toilet level often uh, and the trolls and all that stuff pull it so far the other way that really it's right in the middle and uh and it's just it's just a bullshit thing all right um wow so two bullshit so far and uh i'm i'm going to have to agree that i think internet comments are also bullshit um i'm I'm pretty pro like social media and pretty enthused generally by all the different ways we have to communicate with each other. That internet comment is an expression, a different kind of expression of it. I find I'm mostly dissatisfied with the way commenting works overall. Um, I almost kind of wish there was some way uh, for browsers to integrate its own commenting system on pages. But that's probably unwieldy because pages change all the time and addresses change and all that. But um, uh, the the thing about internet comments is, you know, I started off pretty negative about it because I do think that when you post or comment something, you're benefiting the the site that you're visiting most of all. And they, in a majority of cases, they don't read. If you go to CBC, I, I don't believe people are reading it. I don't know. But if you're part of a smaller niche group, like this podcast, if you, our comment section, quote unquote, is probably the Facebook page. So if you go, go on over there and like it and comment on one of our posts for our podcasts, we're definitely going to read that because we're small and we care about what our listeners think. And um, that's not to say that large media outlets don't. It's just that, you know, it's the bureaucracy of the whole thing and only so much attention can be paid by a person in any given day. And if you're running content that generates 2,000 comments per article, you know, it's not useful information, especially when you got to weed out all this sort of shitty information um, and trolling comments and all that. That being said, I think there are good examples of its use. So I, I want to completely write off as bad, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it's bullshit. Did I do the sound already? <laughs> Did the cow moo? I don't know. Well, let's do it again. Do it again. Sure. It's a it's a triple bullshit. Uh, yeah. Triple bullshit. Triple bullshit. You. Take that internet comments. <laughs> Go back to the hell from whence you came. It's like we're trolling internet comments. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. No, I think we gave substantive arguments to to for our views. If we were trolling internet comments, we'd probably say something like, "Uh, co- internet comments are uh, stupid." <laughs> <laughs> that's a polite one they serve no good at all and you're all stupid for commenting and then someone's so speak- gonna point out well you're commenting are you stupid and you know <laughs> so speaking of that if people want to comment on our show Bo, how do they do that well someone <laughs> did comment on our show we've got something in the mailbag over here so what, what? Mailbag? what? mailbag all right let me just chew the birds away I- you need to get an exterminator in there 
Yeah, there's lots of birds. All right, I'm going to try and re- rattle this one off quick. It's from my mom. Hi, mom. Hey, Bo's mom. mom. All right, and it's on the subject of etiquette. Okay, guys, just finished listening to the podcast, and this topic affects me every day as I walk down the street, get on my bus, go to work at, or at a store. Uh, you get off your phone when you're asking for help from a clerk, and if you're ready to pay or standing in front of a cashier, get off the phone and talk to the person in front of you. If you're walking and texting, move to one side and get out of the way. The proper etiquette for someone who whistles for service is a slap on the side of the head. I remember sitting on the ground stocking shelves at one job and an older gentleman felt it was okay to tap me on the hand with his foot instead of saying excuse me. He put his big dirty shoe on my hand. That's pretty awful, I have to say. Wow, that's that's a lot of nerve. <laughs> that, that is horrible. Um, Alright, I lost my place. <laughs> Uh, and the bus, okay, so those parents that have not taught their kids to get up off their butts to allow elderly people to sit is disgraceful. People need to stop and think about treating people how they would like to be treated and to be considerate. She feels, my mom feels that we need it uh, when large groups of people live in small spaces like cities, although worrying what fork does what is just old school nonsense. And she'd also like to say that learning uh, etiquette as a child doesn't, didn't damage her, and it's just another tool in her toolbox to help navigate through life. And she thinks we're all polite guys, and she thinks it's fun to listen to us. So yeah, um, I gotta I say what she said. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's totally true that I think a lot of people take for granted why there's etiquette, and there's always a generation of people trying to figure out why the hell the rules from the, you know, in this world exist as they do, and it's always this journey of discovery to figure out sometimes why particular types of etiquette are important. And I could, and I would just say. We would probably all agree that there are too many just rude people out there, and you know, no one likes rude people. Yeah, how wooed! How wooed! How wooed! <laughs> all right, if you want to email us with your thoughts and opinions uh, or your comments, email us. That's the best way goodbadbull at gmail.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, go to our vids, uh, website, goodbadbull.com. Like us on Facebook if you want to participate in the discussions on our show uh, topics. Uh, so there's a link on the site for that, and you can follow us on Twitter if you want to chat us up there. All right, Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to, where can they do they that? They can find me trolling the internet comment boards using my Twitter handle, at Crofton Steers. He won't be trolling. He's too busy being adult with his renovations. And Mike, where do if people want to find out more about what you've been up to, where can they do that? They can find me on the internet, not commenting, but lurking in the background, giving me my unsung opinion. Uh, at ML Hodgins. Okay, and you can find me at Bo Schwartz. Uh, Mike, I think you you like that term lurking. Lurking's a term. It's yeah, what, yeah, I know you, it's it has it's a big lot on of Reddit. Ne- it's big on Reddit too. A lurker on Reddit is somebody like I don't even have a Reddit account yet. I'm on it every single day. It's just like, and it, I hate to do this, but like. You know, lurking makes me feel like like sexual predators lurk. <laughs> like I was like, don't call yourself a lurker. Ew. You just you're just concerned about the whole sexual predator thing because of the beard.
but uh, but yeah, don't worry about it. It's not it's not really that big a deal. Also, Mike is off the call. Oh well, uh, okay. Does that mean what? Re- I think he hung up by accident. There we go. Don't worry. God it's damn over. fidgeting, Mike. Oh, uh, you guys didn't do that seamlessly. You had to talk about me dropping. You can no. Just... Well, Crofton broke. Broke. Well, I didn't no, know. I, oh, come I, on, no. you guys. You learned no, to do no, some no. improv. Totally I, did, I, did, no. I didn't know. I didn't know I, you were. I, I was like mid comment, like blah blah. Where's Mike? What happened? Ah.